I mean, these are the I things, mean, that, I these are things that, I that I think about. That's a patrol right now. I should put my phone right down. But girl, I'm so alone right now. That's why I'm texting my ex. Texting my ex. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. And welcome to It's So Real. What's good? With your girl, Rocky. And your boy, O. Welcome, welcome. Today, we are talking about none other than texting my ex. <laughs> and this topic came about because it's now 2018. Happy New Year. And, uh, you know, New Year, who this? <laughs> so, a lot of people, when they begin the New Year, they try to leave their ex in the past. So, yes. leaving the ex in 2017. Even the past in the past. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, a lot of times going into the new year, we all have these goals, these aspirations, um, these things that we want to accomplish going into this year. And a lot of that also includes relationships. Um, so on this episode, we want to break down like ways to get over your ex, um, just other topics in terms of growth, uh, timing, and everything else like that that, that goes into uh, relationships and, and into this new person that you're trying to be and this uh, new direction that you're trying to carry yourself in or to continue going in the path that you feel like is best for you. Um, so the first thing I think in terms of advice for getting over... Um, well, hold on, hold on. First, we need to talk about um, why it's important to know where you stand. Right, right, right. All right, well, I think knowing where you stand um, is important because it allows you to pick the direction that you want to go in. It's kind of like a compass, like, you know, due north. <laughs> it's like you, you have a compass, you know which direction is always going to uh, point to, and then from there you can decide which direction you want to go and which direction you feel is best for you. But if you don't know where you stand, your compass is all out of line, you're all out of whack, you don't know where north is, you don't know where south is, you don't know where west is, you don't know where east is, you're just all over the place. So when you don't know that those things, it makes it very difficult for you to be able to actually uh pick the best decisions and going in the right direction for you um that happens a lot when when we're dealing with exes because that emotional tie is there so we don't know which direction we want to go mm. and all these other things serious in all types of directions and uh, then we're not really looking out for what is best for us we're just going based off of uh, what feels right in the moment sometimes mm -hmm. yeah. so that's why it's really important to know where you stand with yourself and know that you're good um, despite whatever may happen between you and this person. If you if you have your own compass, your own moral compass, uh, your own compass for your character, um, then you can pick who's going to be going into your life and who's going to join you in this journey in the same direction as you rather than you having to change directions completely to adjust to somebody else's life. You know, It should be a balance. Mm. I don't know about you, but there are plenty of times when I was in a situation and was like, all right, what do I do? And half the time, I didn't even have a choice. Like, I was just in love, you know, sprung mm -hmm. and shit. So, like, yeah, it was like he didn't want to be with me, but I somehow was conflicted. <laughs> or 
I didn't really allow him to let me go. Might have been. It definitely could have been happening. If you're listening, sorry about that. But, um, you know, lessons learned. But anyway. Lessons learned. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. So, um, all right. So now you're deciding between which pathway, which direction you're going to decide upon. Mm -hmm. So then you say, okay, I need to let him go or I need to let her go. Why is it important to let your ex go? Okay. Uh, I think. Or when should you let your ex go? When should you let your ex go? I think you really know when you let somebody go when you. Well, a couple things. I think first thing is uh, being able to reciprocate actions of love and and love languages if you guys know each other's love languages. Like if, if you know that your weakness is, is that sometimes you feel inadequate. Let's say like if um, let's say you feel inadequate in bed because you've not like you don't feel good about your body or whatever like that. The sign of when you should, when when a partner starts becoming a partner and starts becoming like a kind of like a your button heads and it's it's toxic, is when someone uses a vulnerability of yours that that they know you have and they use it as a, like a punching bag rather as a way to bring you up to uplift you, you know. Mm, I don't know about that. Like, yeah, I had some of that, mm-hmm. but the guys that like still cared about me, it was just like it wasn't working between us. And I wouldn't let it go, type of thing. Mm-hmm. So well, that's one situation, but yeah. like there are plenty more. But for this situation, it, it's a, a really big red flag because when someone's attacking a vulnerability that you shared, mm-hmm. that means they're attacking a connection. Because every time you're vulnerable with your partner, you're sparking a connection with them that uh, lasts. Because every vulnerability that we have is a chance for you to get hurt. Every chance that you don't get hurt and you actually connect, that bond gets a lot stronger. You know, mm-hmm. so every time you're, you're telling somebody, well, I never told anybody this, you know, mm-hmm. inside, we all want to tell somebody these things, <laughs> but we're like, I don't want to get hurt because mm-hmm. I've been hurt before. So, you know what I'm saying? So when somebody you've opened up to about those vulnerabilities attacks that instead of trying to, you know, uplift you and in the example I gave before where it's like, you know, you're uncomfortable about sex because of your weight instead of saying like, you know, instead of like being a, lo- a, a more caring lover and saying you're beautiful and all this other stuff while you're having sex or like outside of sex, you're downing her and saying like, oh, well, damn, this, this shit is trash or blah, 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 blah. When you turn that into a punching bag, I think that's a very uh, a big red flag as to when you should know that you need to get out of that relationship. But that's what I'm saying. Like in my predicament, it wasn't them actively trying to hurt me mm-hmm. it was just it wasn't working out and i wouldn't let it go so in that situation how do you know when it's time to let go okay so because like he still cared he didn't, didn't do anything to hurt me it mm-hmm. was just it wasn't working so, what wasn't working about it we weren't ready mm, okay well that that's the first step is just realizing and being able to admit to yourself that you know you weren't ready for this person or you guys aren't ready for whatever relationship may be different stages in life whatever it is mm-hmm. being able to recognize that and i think that's the biggest part right there is mm-hmm. once you are able to recognize it you'll know when it's, it's time to let go because you, you can see that this isn't working for either of you in the way that it should whether it be because of timing or whatever else but the thing is recognizing it and and that's where self-awareness comes in yeah it's very true and I wasn't self-aware. Yeah. But at the same time, 
a, a dead ass red flag for me <laughs> would be I was crying all the fucking time, man. That leads me like... to my other point. All right, so this is the uh, the sunny days versus rainy days. Uh, it was a, one of my favorite songs. Is uh, can you stand the rain? Uh, this is the original, of course, by um, New Edition. But my favorite version is the Boys to Men version, the acapella. Uh, that's just a preference of mine. Anyways, this is my favorite song because it, it really explains what a lot of us, I think, desire in a relationship. Someone who can um, who can stand the rain, who can be there for the the, the stormy weather, the, the days where stuff is bad, and and is there to hold you down and make sure that you know no matter what the weather is is I'm gonna stand by there I can be your sunshine so that's another part where whereas someone when you're in a in a relationship where it's not working it's kind of like the opposite it's like that person is bringing the storm and in times in times of like in times of storms that are unrelated to them they mm-hmm. actually might actually make, they might make it worse they their presence is is something. That no longer becomes uh, okay. Most of our days are sunny because mm-hmm. of you. It's most of our days are rainy because of you, because we're mm-hmm. not connecting. You know. And see, women, I know y'all can feel me when I say this. Is that yes, we know that times are rainy and times are bad, but that one piece of good we latch on to. Mm-hmm. We pay attention to every single detail. So no, no matter how many times the days are bad, you like, well, I had that one good day. Right, right. Three months ago. <laughs> I mean, that's true for some, but for some, it's the exact opposite. They'll be like, "You ain't never do nothing," <laughs> and then and then yeah. they'll latch on to like the the one bad thing that happened. Because they want to be proven that they they're trying to disconnect before they get hurt, basically. Mm. You know, they're like, "Well, this one time you picked me up late, that just shows how irresponsible you are." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right." That might be like the one time he was late, but all the other times he picked you up, opened the door for you, paid for your dinner, all this other stuff. But you latched onto the one thing on that date where he was like five minutes late and disregarded all the other stuff. You that's something that happens a lot with people who are dating is. If, if you do get picked up, like, let's say, five minutes late, you'll let that one thing be the thing on your mind throughout the whole date. And since that's what you're fixated on, you're not able to enjoy the company of the person who actually picked you up and might have been doing all these other kind of gestures because you're missing it because you're just focused on the five minutes. So I have this issue. It's called discounting the positive and filtering out important things. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to a lot of people. Um, but it's just... Uh, a pattern of behavior that we we got accustomed to doing because it, it's it's valuable in that it can lead you to detect the bullshit of a lot of people because there are there are signs like being late is a sign of um, can be a sign <laughs> I don't want to say it, it's definitively a sign but it can be a sign of somebody who is not taking things seriously or might not be organized. Um, but it could also be a sign of somebody who was nervous, so he took a little extra time to try to get ready, and then that screwed him up, and then he got nervous, and he was sweating, and then he had to clean that up. You never know what's going on with the guy. No. You know, exactly. That changes your whole perspective, right? <laughs> but we don't think of stuff like that. We already go to like, oh, this motherfucker's late. Oh, he ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's a reason for that, that skeptical side of us that's, you know, not accepting of everything right away, but it can be detrimental mm. at times. Mm. But yeah, that's that. <laughs> All right, so that's how you know when it's time to let go. Mm-hmm. 
Now, the big question for me is motherfucking how. How? This is, uh, everyone's different, obviously, but I think that there are a couple of people who go through just certain steps that naturally, naturally happen. Um, the first thing I, I would say is finding out what this relationship, uh, what this relationship means. Like, what was the meaning behind your, the relationship with between you and your ex, like, was this supposed to be your ride or die? Like, did you picture marrying this person? Did you picture it like, oh, this was going well, this had potential? Like, how far did you see it going? And and you know, be honest with yourself. Don't put on rose-colored glasses because it's you know it's ending. <laughs> you know, be real with yourself. How how long did you see the relationship going? And and what was the meaning for it in your life at this time? Like, and being able to answer that will. Will will actually guide you in a, in a lot of ways to healing because if you put your relationship in context to your life and you realize yeah this guy had a lot of potential but I wasn't really feeling him all that well and there were some signs and and then it meant he meant a lot to me but there were some things that were off and if you can be honest about about that stuff cool and if you're saying that yo this this guy was amazing he meant everything and he meant the world to me. That's also good information to have because it can at least allow you to see what, what things did you see that were amazing that you might be putting on a pedestal and what flaws did you overlook. Hmm. So I think that's the first step. Just figuring out what this relationship means to you um, or what it meant to you. Uh, the next step, I think, is <laughs> really setting boundaries. So setting boundaries... Uh, <laughs> between you and this ex. <laughs> so there are a couple of boundaries that you need to set. Uh, I think the most important, depending on your personality, but I think this is the most important, is mental boundaries. Um, so. Because, see, I'm more of the physical. If I'm trying to get over you, you <laughs> out of my life. I don't got your number. I don't got your Facebook. I don't got your Instagram. Like, we don't ah, use see, out snip snip. <laughs> but some of that is mental boundaries. Like, okay, so social media is the biggest because thing. Because I'm going to stalk your ass. <laughs> exactly. You need to stop yourself from yourself. I'm not disciplined. I'm not disciplined. I'm telling you. Happens all the time. You be on the gram, you be like... What's what's this motherfucker doing? Like, <laughs> I can't stand him. Well, I can't stand her. Ass. And then you like, no. Let me look at the gram. Mine wasn't. <laughs> mine wasn't. I can't stand him. It was just like I wonder how they're doing. I wonder it who could be with. that too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. <laughs> and then you already know, like when there's a breakup, there are some rebounds. So that's a common thing. So looking at but your why partner's is your rebound on Instagram. I'm just it's exactly. <laughs> it's it's a hurt process. So hurt people hurt people. And sometimes you want to feel like, oh, I'm gone. I'm going good. Oh, I got the new chick. Oh, I got the new dude. Who I, new man who I'm with. It, it, the other guy doesn't matter. The other girl doesn't matter. I'm good. I'm good. That's like an ego thing. That's like you're hurt. So it is. <laughs> but you seeing that is going to make you react in the same way, like a counter to it. You're going to get that same energy. You know, you're going to be like, oh, well, all right, fine. I'm going to do it. Or you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, he really doesn't care. Or she really doesn't care. And, and that's going to mess you up. So boundaries. One of the biggest things to mental boundaries is stay off your ex's social media completely. See, that's why I just delete them, unfriend them, unfollow them. Yeah. Like I, I don't trust myself. <laughs> Should I be getting rid of that? 
I know where the app is. It just ain't on my homepage. I know where you live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just really get rid of everything that you can. Because that's going to be a thing. And especially for, like, you know, people in our generation. It's like, mm-hmm. social media is a necessary thing. You have to be able to disconnect from the, um, mm-hmm. from your ex on social media. That's one. The other mental boundary is to have a, what I would say, like, a, it's kind of like a, a happy defense. <laughs> it's basically a happy way of distracting yourself in moments when you're starting to overthink about your ex or overthink about, you know, situations that you had or anything else like that. What you do is have something in your mind, a positive memory that you can use um, to temporarily stop yourself from thinking about what your ex is doing. Like if, and, and this is used in situations of like if you're at work or anything else like that where you really need to take your mind off of it briefly. I want you to be able to process those things later, which I'll talk about, which is therapy, another good, uh, a good tool I would use to get over a breakup. But I'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, this is just a device that you can use to get that person off your mind in a temporary situation where you can't, you really can't be fucking around. Like you on the job, you a heart surgeon, and you over here thinking about your ex, and you over here lonely. I am so lonely, and you over here cutting it. You can't be focusing on your ex, motherfucker. You gotta focus now. You need that device to just snap your ass out of it. So for me, a lot of the times it will be music. And when I say music, I don't even have to be playing something. I can literally have the beat in my head. And if I'm playing something, like, even if it's a revenge, quote-unquote, a revenge song, like a Get Over Your Ex song, like, there's a whole bunch of them that make you feel good. Yeah, no, <laughs> Depending see, on who I, I you are. I listen to them, them 90s R&B slow jams that make you cry. I see, be yeah, stay away from those. Stay away just, from those right now. Just curl up with the tissues and just be yeah, going. Yeah, that's, that's, that's process <laughs> cry time. Cry myself to that's, sleep. Yeah, that's that, that's that, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in therapy. I'm, like, I'm doing my thing. I have a, a time where I, I can process. That's another part of getting over your, over your ex. But I'm talking about, like, when you need to just fucking do what you got to do, you got to grind it out, you don't got time for that shit, you need to have something in your head. Even if it's a memory or something else, but for me, it was music. And I'll just, like, I'll be singing anything, like, um, some Nas, like, you're the man, some Nas, one mic, anything else like that, where it's, like, it's focused on me. Like, all I need is one mic. I'm thinking about me. I'm thinking about my voice. I'm thinking about, yo, I don't need to be thinking about anything else. I'm on my grind right now. I'm focused. So when I put that mindset into play, it shifts the way I'm thinking. It might work for you. It might not. But I think it's a great way to at least try to snap yourself out of uh, automatically going down that spiral of thinking about your ex all the fucking time. Because <laughs> that shit is not productive. That shit can fuck you up at work. The other thing, speaking of that, is therapy. Go to fucking therapy. Like, getting over and ask someone that you actually love is actually kind of a traumatic event. Like, the same chemicals. Especially like, if you, like, love Yeah, if you was in deep love. Life. Like, that's, those, those same, um, those same chemicals that are released during, like, sex, during, uh, when you're in love, especially, uh, <laughs> during sex, during, um, during those intimate connections are the same chemicals released when taking cocaine. Like, these are strong chemicals, dog. Like, this is nothing to mess with. <laughs> this is like an addiction. It's like when you... It is, it's yo. Addiction. I be so addicted. That's why I got cut off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, it's it's like an, it's like an addiction like in terms of, like, the actual chemicals being released during um, 
Yeah, during your time of interaction in terms of love, physical touch, and everything else like that, those are hormones that are just being released. Like those, that's just facts. <laughs> you cannot deny that. So trying to act like, oh, I got this all by myself, it's like you're trying to kick a habit by yourself without even acknowledging that you have a problem. You know, it doesn't work. So therapy is absolutely necessary to process your feelings and emotions around what went on. Um, and just so you have a, a support system outside of your friends, an objective person who isn't like too close to the subject. Because sometimes I know friends give good advice and they do, but sometimes they they have blind spots as well because they're so close to the situation. Sometimes they're thinking like, I got to make you feel better. So they might over-exaggerate certain things like, yeah, yeah, yo, fuck her, yo. You know, like throwing, her, throwing away the whole idea of her. Mm-hmm. And that's not helpful because sometimes you might need those ideas her, of her to understand um, what went on in that relationship so that you can learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. When you just throw away the whole thing, like, yeah, fuck that bitch, or, yo, fuck that nigga. You're throwing away that a whole lesson. Shit. Yeah, you're throwing <laughs> away, like, the whole lesson behind that. So that means you got hurt for no reason. You didn't learn anything. And that means you're going to repeat patterns. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the worst thing you can do. Um, other than that, like, the other stuff, there, there are other things to get over your ex, but I think those are the main things, like having those boundaries, those mental boundaries. Um, the physical boundaries are like an obvious one. Try to stay away from them physically. Um, I know that can be difficult given certain situations like school and other things like that, but uh, try to keep your distance as much as possible. And having sex isn't the best yeah. idea. No, don't do it. That's just, that's, that's just fucking with your mind, your heart, it's everything. My yeah. mind's telling me no. <laughs> my body. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't do it. Do not do it. But yeah, those are those. That would be my advice for anyone trying to um, get over their ex, uh, especially the therapy route. For real, um, therapy can definitely help, and it's it's something you could just could consider going forward because. Therapy helps in a lot of situations. It's just that time to reflect. You actually need it. Reflecting on your ideas, your thoughts, is what makes you like healthy. It's like a refresher. <laughs> like it's like uh, actually getting to process everything that's going on in your head. You know. So I read this article about how to move on, and um, it was saying like the hows were acknowledging your emotions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. accepting your emotions. Okay understanding your emotions i've seen a pattern (laughs) and then release your emotions and i was like yeah but how (laughs) (laughs) like that's easier said than done (laughs) hell yeah it's never that easy like exploring your emotions is hard like i said everybody has blind spots and when you're too close to a situation you cannot see what's going on so you trying to process all your emotions by yourself is gonna be difficult Writing definitely helps because it, it puts the ideas on a, on a tangible thing. So you actually have some degrees of separation so you can process it a little bit better. But yeah, overall, you, you do need to reflect these ideas off of other people. And sometimes your friends aren't going to be objective enough to, to actually give you a good idea or a sense of what's going on for you. They might just stroke your ego or, you know, try to make you feel better in the short term when that might not be beneficial for your growth in the long run. Mm. One thing that I was curious about is what were your thoughts on um, 
the male reaction versus the female reaction of breakups. Because, like, there have been memes about this shit, you know? Okay, so... So, wait, just the stereotype uh... is that the male gets over quickly. He out clubbing with his boys. Mm. He having a good-ass time. Meanwhile, the female is at home listening to the 90s R&B crying her eyes out. And, like, the next day, she gets a little bit better, and he get a little bit worse. And then, like, the last day, she all out living life with her girls, and he in the bed crying. So, that's a stereotype. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Kind of true. Uh, kind of true. It's, like, a little extreme, like every other meme on internet. <laughs> but um, what it's basically depicting is the two dynamics, the go-to reactions to uh, heartbreak or hurt. Uh, for women, they're more emotional so they're going to try to process their emotions and let them out uh, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be the negatives. Okay, I'll go with the positives and negatives of both. So the positives of this on on the end of, of the women is you actually acknowledge your feelings. You acknowledge you're going through <laughs> some shit, you know, and that's important. Uh, being able to do that allows you to yeah process those things release them so you're not like all bottled up inside mm-hmm. it's okay um, to have that good ass cry yeah no crying is fun crying is fun it's actually a great thing um and then and then through that you're a lot it's a lot easier for you to get back to to baseline basically get back to where you were were where you were emotionally emotionally on a stable state and back to you know being the normal you who you were um which would be the end of the meme. <laughs> okay, so that's the positive of that. The negative of that is sometimes uh, that emotional response can spiral. And this is where it can spiral into depression, which can lead to long-term um, side effects and, and long-term states of you just being in a state of depression for like months on and not getting out of it. This is where you're in your feelings, but you're not really processing your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, Processing your feelings is you feeling them, acknowledging them, and then seeing what you can learn from them, trying to understand them. Uh, the opposite would be dwelling in those feelings. Like you're just in them, you're in your feelings, literally. Like it's like the sunken place. You're just in that motherfucker. You can't get out. <laughs> like you're not learning nothing. You're just like been there, <laughs> and you can't do shit. You know. So that's that's the difference. Um, one, you're actually trying to process them and learn from them. The other is like you're just deep within them and there's no escape or uh, at least that's how it feels sometimes again therapy of excellent way to try to process them to get to that um to that goal so that's the negative of the uh female perspective um on the breakup side the go-to anyway of course there's a spectrum there's some girls that are like fuck all that <laughs> i don't care i'm going on to on to the next one mm-hmm. um so there's always a spectrum and a range depending on the person well i do want to say with that is that yes it's known that women are more emotional but like me as an aquarius hey shout out all right uh, <laughs> i would say i'm a i'm a process this with you in a minute i would say that we're able to shut off our emotions but i really just mean disconnect from them so like um we just disconnect from them like i just stopped feeling them but what i recently discovered (laughs) once the feelings were opened back up was that i didn't like i thought i got over it because i shut off my emotions but 
it was still there. I just couldn't feel them. So then I got hurt and they were, they woke back up and I was like, oh shit, they still there. So for you women that says you can shut off your emotions and you can like get over them quick and stuff like that, just really, you know, build that self-awareness and actually consider if you've really processed what you've been through or if you're just, you know, trying to hide the hurt. Hmm. But that's recently what I just learned. Um, Cause, and then like, I used to pride myself in that because not a lot of women, especially with sex, a lot of women connect sex with emotions. Yeah. And I, well, I still say like, I can do that. Like you got to go in knowing it ain't going to be emotional type of thing. So that way you never attach yourself. If you're attached and then you have sex, it's going to be, you're attached. But like, if there's no connection, no attachment prior to you having sex and then you have sex, you might be okay. But (laughs) like, but yeah, so a lot of women, they connect sex to emotions where I'm like, there's clear, I have boundaries type of thing. So I'm able to not, it's just physical, you know? But not a lot of women can do that. And I used to pride myself in that shit. So when I would be like, oh, yeah, I just shut off my emotions. Like, think of that, even that, though. I just yeah, shut off good. my emotions. Yeah. yeah it's not like, it's not. You. You're stopping yourself from feeling. Because that shit hurt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I didn't want to feel it. And I wanted to avoid my feelings. Yeah, that's how it is. But you got to feel it. Which brings me to the fellas. <laughs> the fellas response. Okay, so polar opposite. Um, the fellas, they want to avoid emotion and they look at uh, tangible ways of quote unquote getting over stuff. So they'll look at stuff like, okay, we got to get into some activities with the boys, with the fellas. Like we got, it's like a literal thing where it's like we're replacing uh, the hole that's been. Uh, <laughs> Drilled into your heart, basically. <laughs> so you, you're replacing it. It's like, it always has to be like a tangible thing where it's like, all right, we're going out, we're replacing it. We're going to go get a stripper. That's going to be the place in, in place for her. Or we're going to have a, a guy's night out. Your friends are going to re- be replacing her. Or you're going to watch TV or video games with the boys. That's replacing her. So it's always something like more of a like, oh, we yeah, fuck her. It's like a more of a replacement rather than a process and like, a, and see, realize what's going on with her. Mm-hmm. That's the initial reaction. That's the, that's your initial go to is to not feel, but to try to get over, so that you can try to be more productive and get on with your life. Because mm-hmm. for men, it's kind of like if you're if you can't be productive and, and and do what you need to do in the workplace, it's like that's gonna attract the next one. You know, that's always like it, how it is. It's like it's a breakup. It's like oh fuck her. <laughs> it's like all right, whatever, man, get on your grind, and you'll you'll be ready for the next one like or whatever mm-hmm. um the problem with that the positives of that is you don't let the um emotions overtake you immediately and that can lead you to be uh productive in the short term you have a burst of motivation you're like all right man fuck that i'm about to go i'm about to go in Da-da-da-da. and then you're you know you're pretty productive and you're actually forming other bonds and other connections the problem with this, the negative, <laughs> the cons of this one are uh, you're seeking connections, like I said, to fill that hole, uh, which means you're seeking shallow connections. You're seeking connections that only last up until your feelings are better. So if you're going to the bar with the fellas and you're good after the breakup, you feel good in that moment while you're with them and then as soon as you go home you're feeling all those feelings all over again and mm-hmm. you're suppressing them mm-hmm. uh, same thing with uh, the stripper or, or the side rebound girl 
it's usually like uh, you're feeling good for the, the moment, um, but once that time is up, um, yeah, you're, you're, you're back to actually having to deal with your feelings. Oh, so all those connections are shallow connections and they don't last. And those shallow connections usually don't lead to healing because you're not seeking healing in those relationships. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Damn. <laughs> so feel your feelings and process your, sh- process your shit, okay? Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, we are consistently talking about the lessons learned. Mm-hmm. But um, I like one thing you said to me the other day. And you said... Instead of, I don't know if these were your exact words, but instead of looking at the situation as everything happens for a reason, you said, find the reason in everything that happens. Yeah. I'm going to repeat that one more time. That's what it was. Find <laughs> the reason in everything that happens. Mm-hmm. And I wanted you to, I mean, like even my thoughts about it is like, one, I had to really admit my flaws in that relationship, how I was not acknowledging my partner at the time. And then also... Like, a lot of times with me, personally, because I don't know how to deal with my shit, but um, this is outside of therapy, but, um, (laughs) like, I either minimize the good times and focus on the bad, so Mm. I'll be more hurt in order to get over my partner, Mm. and then, um, or, like, I put the, the good on a pedestal, and I say, I'll never find that again, and I need to hold out hope for him, and stuff like that. Um, and not focus on the bad. So it's like you need to find that balance within yourself and within the relationship and actually look at the relationship as, okay, what can I learn from this to help me in future relationships? Like, how can I grow from this? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> See? That's what happens when you actually process your emotions. <laughs> oh, it took me some years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes time. That's the other thing. Patience. I forgot to mention that. Patience mm-hmm. is a huge part of getting over so yeah, put that on the list too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, lesson learned for me, like I know with my ex, we went through like a whole bunch of shit. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the main takeaway uh, for me was I had to learn to uh, take care of myself and appreciate that I need to. Um, hold myself accountable for the stuff that I do, the parts that I played, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. in my relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also hold myself accountable for like, um, going into situations and and knowing that, that I need to understand my emotions going into a situation before I actually uh, fully participate in it. Because if I go into a situation where um, I don't know, like, for instance, that I can't take long-distance relationship <laughs> or that I, I need um, physical touch in a relationship or that I'm a more sensual lover than I am, like, a, uh, you know, I don't know what the other type of lover is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a, a sensual type of lover in, in terms of, like, what I do and, and knowing what I need from my partner. If I'm not getting that, not to try to hold on to it out of some idealized sense of being a good guy um but to realize that being a good guy sometimes means letting go and not accepting what uh anything less than what you deserve you know Mm. despite whether the person is being good uh being a good person and being a bad partner you know what i mean 
Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Um, I wrote down gross. 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 <laughs> gross. But, uh, yeah, I think it goes back into, you know, how can I be better for, like, be a better person, be a better partner in my future relationships. And again, really just learn about yourself and how you communicate, how you how you love, how you show love, learn your love languages, five love languages, yes. Dr. Gary so Chapman. So important. Like, learn <laughs> it, it helps so it, much. It really does. It really does. Because you, know, you need to know how you feel loved. What can a person do to make you feel loved? You need to know that. And then you need to know how you like innately give it. Usually people project their own. So um, the five love languages are words of affirmation, mm. physical touch, mm-hmm. quality time, mm-hmm. acts of service, mm-hmm. and receiving gifts. Bam. And if you, um, again, <laughs> Dr. Gary Chapman, five love languages. But um, if you say your physical touch and quality time, usually that's what you project me. onto the other person. It's like, okay, well, this is how I need to be loved, so this is what I'm going to do to you. But your partner could have different love languages. Your partner could be acts of service and receiving gifts. So, like, my professor described it as, he was like, I could tell my wife every single day that I love her before I walk out the door. But if that's not how she needs to be loved, she'd be like, you don't love me. Exactly. What you talking about? I didn't exactly. tell me I love you. She said, that don't mean nothing to me. Exactly. Words don't mean nothing to her. Mm-hmm. That's not how she receives receive love. love. Yeah. So really understand yourself, your every, partner. Every day with like a home cooked meal, some flowers, mm-hmm, or something else. Then, mm-hmm. then you might be talking. That mm-hmm. might be her language right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Or if you come home every day, oh come on, baby, oh, you you got dinner ready? I got you. right after dinner. I give you a massage. Mm-hmm. I know how hard you work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all that, all that. <laughs> but um... see, see, fellas, that's what you gotta do. Anyways. Know your woman, know yourself. Know your woman. Yes, and know yourself. But know your woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because my parents, my parents just recently got divorced. And like, when I was learning the um, love languages, they were kind of going through it. And I had them, like, I didn't give them the test or anything. I just knew what they would be just based on them and their personalities and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and also what I see them complaining about. So like, yeah, my mom would complain about shit and like, that's how, like, so my mom complained that my dad wouldn't do the dishes. He wouldn't take out the trash. He wouldn't mow the lawn and all of it is acts of service. Like that's how she needed to be loved. And then my dad would complain about her nagging. She would nag him all the fucking time because he wasn't performing her acts of service. Mm. So then not only did she nag him on that, but she also put him down, unfortunately, and uh, that was like affecting his words of affirmation. So it was like they were doing not only were they not giving love to one another, they were doing like the exact opposites. Right. You know, so it was just and I pointed it out to them, but by that time it was too late, you know. Years of hurt and resentment yeah. and shit. But I was um, up, y'all. That's what I'm saying. Like try to get at it. Like mm-hmm. everybody's waiting for like their emotions. Go to premarital counseling. Please. Like <laughs> learn your shit. You don't know everything. <laughs> Like I said, everybody has blind spots. Like even therapists. Like that's what I say. Therapists go to therapy. I'm about to start right back up. Soon. I know I am. I can't wait. I need to. Fix that's it. the thing. Like when you, when you actually get into it, and you understand the 
the benefits of it. You don't look at therapy as like, oh, I'm going because, you know, I need, I have all these problems. You look at it as, oh, man, I'm going. I'm about to grow in this area. Mm-hmm. I'm about to grow in that area. I'm about to work on this. So you start looking at it and it changes your perspective. That's what I want to do with therapy. Everybody has this strange perception of it as being some negative thing. As if processing your emotions and understanding well, yourself is negative. Let's look at black people. <laughs> we were told for centuries to not feel yeah. that we couldn't feel. Yeah. You know? So, so that, that goes we, we got issues. Yeah. But there is also, and that can be another podcast, but there's also other <laughs> reasons why black people in particular don't mm-hmm. go to therapy. But anyways, um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was timing. And I did want to bring up paying the DJ with this. And we can also play um, Hot Damn I Rock, that episode. Oh, my man, King Carter, dog. Is that his name? Uh, that's his stage name. I thought it was Hot Damn I Rock. Is it not? Um, well, yeah. <laughs> Either way, uh, that, man, I've been watching him since I was like, you know real young. Called? Hmm? It should be his last episode. Uh, his, yeah, he put it out like a couple the bigger picture? Yeah. All right. Well, let me know when you're ready. Um, yeah, we can just play that. Um, my man, this is my man, uh, Kane Carter. Hot Damn I Rock. Been watching him since, man, forever. He's always been spitting truth. I know he's been through a lot of shit, but I actually love that he went through some things and he got the lessons out of it. You could tell that he actually processed a lot of things. I don't know if he went to therapy, but if however he got his, his own therapy and his own thoughts out, I'm glad to see that he's uh, making content, trying to help people. And, you know, I just wish him the best. I know he went through a lot of shit. So mm-hmm. if he ever does hear this, uh, salute to you, man. Um, all positive vibes, all good intentions towards you. And, yeah, let's get into it. Again, this is called The Bigger Picture. Get together, right? And I was listening to this group of girls talk about their relationship problems. One girl had a situation that was similar to a friend of mine. So I gave her the same advice. After I was done, Shorty was like, wow, your friend is really lucky to have somebody like you in her life. Then I told her we used to like fuck with each other, right? And one of the guys was like, hold up, (laughs) hold up. Y'all used to deal with each other. Now y'all don't anymore. But she asked your advice about other niggas. (laughs) That shit not (laughs) That shit not disrespectful to you. You know, the conversation could have been, damn, yo, that's cool that you and her have the type of relationship where she trusts you enough to still give her good advice, even though y'all shit didn't work out. What part about any of that should I feel disrespected by? You know what this nigga said to me? If you not fucking her, you are wasting your time. I had to excuse my turn when the weed came back around because I was really about to dig into this one. So I asked him, what type of person do you think I should be in this world? We didn't even stop dealing with each other because some crazy shit happened. It's just not realistic for us right now. So if this person really is the friend that I made her believe that she was this entire time, should she not be able to come to me and get friend advice about some shit she going through? What if we end up together in the future? Then he was like, oh, okay. So you want to be friends with her now because you think it's going to get you closer to her later. You know the crazy thing about life? Sometimes the shit that you never thought, (laughs) that you never thought would happen, really ends up happening one day. What if us being together is one of those things, and I've been giving her no advice, or better yet, 
bad advice for as long as I've been giving it to her. All because I am so fixated on the same piece of pussy that I was going to ultimately end up getting back anyway. You know what I got now? I got all this pussy. <laughs> I got all of this sweet, wholesome pussy with a long trail of bad advice attached to it. A mess that I made for myself. So who benefits? I don't get any better at giving good advice. She doesn't get any better at making good decisions. Nobody gets better in this situation. Is sex really more important to you than breeding a happy person? I don't give a fuck who she ends up with. As long as she's making calculated moves. Even if that move isn't me. Because if I am not a good decision to her one day, then I would hope that she would use the logical sense that God gave a goddamn bumblebee to not talk herself into believing that I was just because I gave her some good advice when it comes to guys. Is that so hard, yo? In a world where people just get shot the fuck out windows, what's a little good advice to a person that trusts me enough to give them some? Maybe if more people gave good advice, less people would get shot out windows. Stuff like that just makes sense to me. Quick side note, if you ordered a shirt and you want an update on your item, I posted a video on the vlog channel. It outlines the entire game plan from start to finish. That way we're all on the same page. The link for that video is in the description below. Moral of this story, by the end of the conversation, he still didn't get it. It gets to a point where you realize that some people can only see as far as, like, the shit that's in front of them. That's why you always, always, always have to have a bigger picture because it will train you to think in a way that you understand the small things that you do now can turn into big things in the future. And the difference between those big things being good or bad is usually you. So think about this as, as future you talking to the you right now watching this video. Make calculated moves. That'll stop you from leaving that long trail of shit that I'm going to have to clean up later. Ooh. Okay, so what'd you think of that? <laughs> so, I had to watch it a couple of times, because... My man can't be spitting that yeah, joke. I had to watch it a couple of times. And uh, I definitely connected it with Hang the DJ, Black Mirror. Mm. But, um... What I really took from it was... Like, I get so caught up of thinking about the future and the shoulda, woulda, couldas mm -hmm. that I miss out on the moment the present moment and that connection that's here right now. Like, yeah, you know, it may just not have worked out, but we're still cool peoples. And it's like, I'm missing out on that connection because I'm so caught up in tomorrow versus like appreciating today. Like you're in my life today. I care about you. It's not the way that I want you to, but you're here caring about me. So I should appreciate that. And then like, not only did I get that piece, but it was like, again, not only um, learning lessons, learning for yourself and growing as a person, but you're also looking for them to grow as well. And it's like giving the bad advice would stop them from growing. And like, if you really cared about that person, you would want them to grow too. Right. You know, I think it's, it's ridiculous. Like, um, even when my ex was like, I, we went through the, we were in the thick of all the negative things that were going on, um, between us. I still had, uh, I still had moments of like, I hope, you know, she's all right or whatever. Mm -hmm. I hope she's doing, I never had like, I hope you got. <laughs> yeah. I might have moments like that, but like they never lasted more than just that like moments. 
because you know I never really had that negativity or that negative mindset going on for that long. Um, I think it's it's stupid to wish negatively on like an ex. Um, well, depending on what they did. Right, I was gonna say <laughs> some people are fucked up. Some people are fucked up, and and they'll they gonna get theirs. Trust me, trust. Karma's the bitch. Karma's the bitch. Um, but yeah, it, being able to learn from your ex and like teach them other stuff and make sure that they they grow and develop. Like anybody who I ever interact with, like on any level of intimacy, I want them to be able to say, okay, well, I'm glad I went out with him, or I'm glad I connected with him because he showed me something or put me on to something, taught me something, and, and I grew from that. That's mm-hmm. that's the goal. Like We're all supposed to grow from the relationships that we're in. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. supposed to just keep us on the same place or lower us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't make any sense to... The guy who he was explaining that to, he just... Uh, he has a blind spot for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Or he still like equates like you know, getting the girl, the pussy, like... Right? Like, he ain't even relationship-oriented. Yeah. He just sex-oriented. Yeah. Like, really, yeah. nigga? Like... So I'm saying, he doesn't, he doesn't even understand the idea of uh, growth through processing and stuff like that because he's fixated on a goal. So the goal is like, okay, I need to get the girl. If I get the girl that I want, then I'm good. That's the objective. But it's... Instead of the objective it's, it's being like... It's even less than that. He is just concerned with the pussy. Yeah. Like, if you're not fucking her, you're wasting your time. Like, really, nigga? Yeah. There are other types of connections in this world. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you shoot for in life? Like, I'm gonna need you to grow the fuck up, really. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, he was tripping. But, um, I also wanted to point out that, like, everything... In your life that has happened to you has led to this moment. The good, the bad, the ugly Everything. has led to who you are, what you think, what you believe, what you value in this moment. So, like, you could say, oh, I wish I didn't go through the situation with my ex and nah, stuff. Don't say it. But, like, you wouldn't be where you are, who you are in this given moment. Yeah. And you might not be where you... You might be in the thick of it right now. Like, you might literally be hearing, hearing this and then thinking... Well, I'm going through this right now. This shit fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my boys is going through like a breakup right now. Shit's rough. I told him from the jump. I kept it real with him. Like, yo, this shit gonna be rough. <laughs> this shit gonna be hard. But like, I told him the important things. Like, those mental boundaries, cutting stuff off, physical boundaries. And then, yeah, talking stuff out. Like, I told him to actually talk. Like, instead of just going out, like we said before, going out with your boys and just... Hanging out to just hang out and replace the, mm-hmm. the feelings mm-hmm. with another uh, situation or another environment or whatever. Instead of trying to replace it with those short-term um, relationships and connections, try to really connect with yourself, understand yourself, be kind to yourself, and understand what's going on for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, I know he's gonna, he'll get through it a lot better than if I would just be like, yeah, fuck that bitch, yo. Because mm-hmm. that's just a cutoff of everything else. Like mm-hmm. That means you have to discard everything about her and mm-hmm. all the good parts. And some of those parts were connected to parts of you. So if you're rejecting <laughs> parts of you... And I was just, I was just telling you know, the client... Because um, I had one of the clients who was going through a breakup. And mm-hmm. like I was saying... Yeah, a couple, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was saying like... Um, like don't discount the good things. Like they were good things. Like I know a lot of times, especially women because we're emotional. Um, after the breakup, it's like, oh, did he ever love me? Mm-hmm. And it's like, don't discount that. You and him were in love. That was love. Don't discount that. Things change. People grow in different ways. 
you know black but, and white thinking exactly but in that moment toxic. that was love so appreciate that yeah. you know mm. being able to do that is what's gonna separate you from like someone who just repeats the same old pattern of like oh, i got hurt i got hurt i got hurt i got hurt so i gotta distance myself or i gotta run away from my feelings mm-hmm. no it's okay like accepting that there are com- complexities to people mm-hmm. and some people aren't on a, on a level where they can express what's going on for them in order Yo. for those connections to keep <laughs> going, you know? So if, if that's not there, sometimes those connections fall by the wayside. Sometimes you get hurt because people don't know how to express themselves. Yeah. But, you know, awareness comes. And I did want to say about growth is that you want find, you want to find somebody that you can grow together with. Yes! Yo, like, this is my shit. This yeah. is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Don't try to find somebody um, who's like, oh, oh my God. Like, try to find Halle Berry because it's like, that's your aspiration. It's like, no, 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 no. You need to work on you being somebody who you think Halle Berry would be worth. And not only that, think of yourself as somebody who Halle Berry needs to be attracted to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Look at work, at, work on yourself and then get to a level where you feel like you're in a place where you're growing and you're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Once you get there, I think you can look for a partner, mm-hmm. you know? But you have to know that you have certain things lined up in your life, these core um, pillars in your life lined mm-hmm. up. Once you have those pillars lined up, you can grow with other people. If you don't have those pillars lined up, like let's say like um, emotional security or mm-hmm. uh, physical security or whatever it may be, like if you emotional feel that- expression. Emotional expression, um, whatever it may be, the things that you know might trigger you into being getting trapped into a toxic cycle, you have to be able to grow out of those things and then and then be able to grow to uh, to new levels. And then you can find other people that are on that same path. That's those people that you want to connect with, and those connections can last. Growing with someone, not you know, aka creating your whole self and finding yes. another whole person whole. instead of this whole you complete me, no, you're my other half bullshit. No, no. Like, you get yourself together, build your self awareness up, know who you want, what you want, what your beliefs are, what your values are. And when you know more of yourself, you'll know what you want, you'll know what you'll stand for, and what you will not. And yeah, you'll attract, you'll literally attract what exactly. you Exactly. And you yeah, the, the other whole person, they need to have their shit together. Yeah. But, and then it's like, well, does that mean I'm just single while I'm getting my shit together? It's like, no, again, you can grow together. It's just sometimes when you don't know yourself, you grow in different pathways right. or one person is growing exponentially yeah. and one person is like snail speed. If that yeah, so it's like you need to find somebody that's growing with you, with. not opposite direction, like you're parallel, but you're growing individually within that relationship. There you go. And if you can't do that, then you need to really take a look at what's the benefit of this mm-hmm. relationship. And it's okay to end certain things. Like some relationships, they have a cap of certain, a certain time. Like so, okay, so hanging the DJ. Uh, um, spoiler alert. For everybody. Oh, yeah. Black Mirror, Hang the DJ, Season, season four, 4, Episode 4. Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. There we go. I, I think that covers it. <laughs> so, yeah. If you haven't watched it, uh, that was your warning. Everybody else, y'all rocking with us. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hang the DJ. First off, damn, what an episode. Yo, the Yo. writers on that. Fire. Fire. Flames. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Like, from a therapeutic point of view. Like, yeah. We... Well done, well done, well done, sir. Um, but yeah, so the whole premise and everything else, like everybody that knows it knows it. 
But my takeaways from it were um, kind of like what we were saying before, because mm-hmm. I know we discussed this before mm-hmm. and broke it down. Were uh, people? It, it was. It really mirrors a lot of what we do in relationships in that we focus so much on um, these goals and times in terms of like our timeline of what we want to happen and when we want to meet somebody and we focus on these things instead of the connection mm-hmm. within uh, the relationships that we're forming mm-hmm. and because of that we actually run out of time mm-hmm. <laughs> with the people who we wanted to connect with in the first place so by worrying about how long our connection is going to last because oh well is he going to be here is he going to be doing this or is she going to be doing that or blah, 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 we're missing out on the fact that that connection is happening right now it's right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. And if you could just focus on that and make every moment of that connection last mm-hmm. and be meaningful and purposeful, then no matter how little and brief that connection is, it'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say, like, even though, like, they met each other early on, they may not have been ready for each other at that point exactly. in time. And then, like, they were going through shit and they were going through shit and they're learning something each time they go through something right. and that's when they were finally able to get to the place and like you know what fuck the system i want to be with you right but, <laughs> and it's perfect because um i forgot the guy's name uh, yeah anyway but the guy he wasn't ready to just be with the person and be happy with just the connection like at the mm-hmm. end of the day he mm-hmm. said i don't give a fuck what the number is mm-hmm. I don't right. give a fuck. i'm just mm-hmm. with you you know mm-hmm. he wasn't able to do that he was so insecure about losing that connection mm-hmm. yo um, he's so insecure about losing yo. that connection that did you feel it <laughs> i felt it that he actually <laughs> went he had to check up on it and a lot of times we do the same stuff like we get so um in, in real life like we'll, we'll look at a partner that we're into and we'll start to find ways to make sure that we're protecting ourselves like okay i gotta make sure that i'm on top of him because last time uh, a guy who i went out with he used to stay out late all the time, and, and then that's how he cheated on me. So to make sure that this one doesn't uh, cheat on me, I got to check up on him and make sure that he's good. I'm showing him attention, attention. So you might be oversaturating this guy with attention, and then he's thinking like, wow, the person who I, I originally came into this relationship with was independent. She was sexy. She could do things on her own. That was the thing that was attracting me to mm-hmm. her. But you're worried about like how long the connection is going to last instead of that connection. The thing that connected you was your independence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you're getting clingy and, and because of out of worry for what happened to you in your past relationship. So instead of focusing fear on the connection. you getting hurt, y'all. It's real. But self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it happens. It happens. So like that's a real life example of, of hanging the DJ. Mm-hmm. If And the lesson to me is just focus on those connections it's okay to have some time frames in your mind. Like, we're human. I understand, like, we want to organize things and plan things. That's fine. But when you are connecting with that person, really do connect. Be present. Be mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. Don't don't be thinking, like, 12,000 years ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, think about what's going on and appreciate that person. Because in those moments, by making sure that those connections are meaningful, purposeful, and are, are really on the same page, you're you're blasting off those neurons you're connecting chemically you actually are attracting your energy towards each other even even more and that's going to strengthen that connection Mm -hmm. and that's what's going to lead to it lasting Mm -hmm. so that's really the biggest takeaway from that Mm. um i don't know if i want to talk about this which one uh the last one i might want to wait for the dating dating episode go off on that one yeah. Well, that, all right, that's pretty much it, guys. So <laughs> we had a lot of stuff. Yeah, like, like, we want to, you know, we wanna text, pace ourselves. <laughs> texting my ex. So, um, 
you know, beware the red flags. Yes. You know, you got to pay attention to your mind as well as your heart. Process your heart, pay attention to your mind. Smart love, plug. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, like really build your self-awareness and know what you want and um, be ready to let go and do the things, make those boundaries, yep. have your happy defense to do what you got to do to get over and process your feelings and let them go, you know? Yeah, it's true. Um, the best thing to do is learn about yourself, being self-aware, and loving yourself is going to give you access to all the parts that allow you to love others, you know? So mm -hmm. concentrate on you, develop yourself, your character, your morals, develop those pillars, those core pillars of yourself that you can be proud of so that when you show them to other people, they're going to gravitate toward it. Mm -hmm. You're going to know what you're attracting because you're putting out something beautiful, something you're proud of, and something that you know the world will be just waiting and dying to see. So work on that. Work on being the beautiful you that you are. And I promise you, you will attract the beautiful things that you deserve. <laughs> and with that, thank you so much for listening to It's So Real with your girl Rocky. And your boy O. And we're going to leave it with um, T-Pain's... What's it called? <laughs> Texting my ex. Yeah, you know that one. <laughs> um, so T-Pain... Texting my ex, uh, we getting it together for you. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Taking a little while. I was not aware <laughs> that we was going to play it for the outro, my bad. <laughs> so, T-Pain's texting my ex. Here you go.